they've had since 2008 as a team. I will tell you one thing I noticed Penny does um, up three with, like, say, under five seconds. I know he fouls. You didn't see – you know what I'm talking about? Like uh, – You're talking about, yeah. Mario Chalmers and Cal yeah. not fouling. Cal didn't foul, remember? <laughs> I know. He didn't. That's the problem. I said I know one thing about Penny. He does foul. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's done that. He's done that, like, several games now. Mm-hmm. But the only thing about that is uh, you, uh, Quinterly and Jones got to hit the free throws in the clutch because that's what's most important. Because they shot 35 free throws, and Mr. Stackhouse kind of, you know, he raised the eye to that because – but. The last 10, he put him on the line, so that was on him. So, you know, you can't complain about the referee when you found him and put him on the line. That's the truth. That's the truth. So, um, now, right now, like, uh, before we do really, cause like I said, this Grizzlies team, they're, they're undefeated with Job being back, the real Grizzlies team that is. But I want to focus first on the Tigers. They, they play Austin P next. Um, yeah. when you look at this schedule. Uh, what are you expecting from Penny going forward? Are you expecting uh, to see this team try to figure out its pieces? Uh, Naquan Tomlin, figure out how to get him involved a little bit more. I mean, there's still a lot right now. that this, I mean, I feel like this team is just now building, even though they've gone through the toughest part of their schedule. They basically own the SEC, the ACC, bring on all challengers outside of Ole Miss, that is. Um, and they're looking really good. But, like, what type of growth do you expect to see from some of these players in this style? Biggest growth I see with this this team is chemistry. You know, chemistry. And once they learn each other better, then I think there will be more fluid on offense. And I think the defense will even go up another level because as well as they played offensively, you know, Penny even said they hadn't even hit the cusp of their potential because Walton's not playing up to his potential. You know, Ashton hadn't really gotten to the game with his, his three-point stroke. You know, and, it's, it's, and, and, you know, you still hadn't got Tumlin involved yet. So if this, when this team hit its peak in its stride, I don't see no team in the country except the referees beating them. Ooh, I like to hear that now. I definitely like to hear that. And you mentioned uh, Walton. It's uh, crazy. He's still um, contributing in other ways. But my man right now, he has not hit a three-pointer in what is four straight games. I think he's uh, over from the three-point right. line. I mean, that's – like that's something that's kind of freaking me out. Again, this is a guy who came in this year uh, was a forty percent three point shooter last year, and remember how hot he was. Is this just right now in his head? Yes, it's in his head. And another thing too, he's not getting to his spot. The the, the places where he's taking the shot set like around the arc around there, that's not his sweet spot. His sweet spot is at corner three, and teams know that, so they don't allow him to have that corner three. So he really needs to get to his spot. I think he needs to, in order to hit from outside, you got to have the confidence. So he needs to just go inside to score some inside to get his confidence up and then stroke from outside. Because in the next three to four weeks, he can have enough comp, you know, lower-ranked teams where he can just let it fly from anywhere because they're going to probably be up 10, 20 points in some of these games coming up. Yeah, there. I just, I don't know, man. I just can't. Like his stroke right now is just kind of freaking me out because I think it's one of the prettiest strokes that you see on the team, and it's just not falling. You also mentioned Ashton. You know, um, he had that one game down in the Bahamas where he went off in a half. Since then, has been extremely quiet. Uh, but I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot we still haven't learned. I mean, who else do you think you're going to start to get to know a little bit? I mean, we haven't seen Pierre really hardly in. I mean, Young's working his way into that lineup. Um, he's playing, you know, good minutes right now. Who's somebody that's not really contributing right now that you expect to see uh, before the end of the season? Uh, the ones that you 
that you haven't seen is probably John DePierre because I think they're going to need him down the stretch because there will be some games where those this teams get in foul trouble because mm-hmm. some of these refs going to try to you know you know even it out or you know because like even in the game uh, this Saturday there was a bunch of foul calls and that get that game lasted almost two and a half hours that game should not have lasted that long. You know, some it's just going to be one of those days where they just going to call everything, and you're going to have a short bench, and he's going to be there to put it up. Like, like you know, that one game that uh, what's that guy? Uh, this one guy, he had one great game with the Tigers. The backup he played like three years ago. He was on Penny's first team. He had one great game with the Tigers. He was a center. I can't remember his name. I oh can't either. I can't remember, man. Yesterday, all life guy, man. I <laughs> cannot think his name. <laughs> but Isaiah he had Maurice? one great game as a Tiger. Who'd you say? Was it Isaiah Maurice? Yes! 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 There we go. Dude, you're good. <laughs> he had one great game. But, you you know, sometimes you need that one great game because that one great game he played is the game they needed to win that year. <laughs> All right. Um, I also got to ask you about this team because we talk about how great this team is. Um, when you look at the American, look, FAU's doing some, doing it nasty. I mean, they just dropped Arizona in their last game, 96-95, and what was a damn thriller. Um, they lost to Illinois this year, and I think they lost another game, but I can't remember. Um, but I'm getting FAU and the Tigers, they're carrying the torch. They lost to Bryant. They lost to Bryant. To da- Bryant Dacus? They lost to Bryant for real. Damn, dude, I would not give you bad facts. I, I know you know you're. I know you're on it, man. But dude, they they beat Arizona, very impressive. Right now, yeah. I, they also beat Texas A and M, who Memphis beat earlier this year. Um, when you look at these two teams, they're definitely the class of the American. Which one do you think's better? Both ten and two. I, you know what? I'm not an analytics guy, but you got to go to the numbers. Memphis has more quad one and quad two wins than FAU. They so you got to go with Yeah, you got to go with Memphis. I like it. Memphis got top 25 wins on the road and at home. So do uh, FAU. But the, you go to the tiebreaker, how many quad one and quad two wins you have is Memphis. Now outside of Florida Atlantic and Memphis, who's somebody that can compete realistically in this American? Who gives you a little bit of pause for cause? Uh, you always got to go worry about SMU and Tulane because SMU always have money, and you know they they just Good they just can get it done. And Tulane, for some reason, Tulane and P- Coach Perry down there, he's pretty he's pre- he's pretty good down there. The coach down there is a really really good. Ron Hunter is really good coach down there, and he just gets his guys motivated. And one thing about Memphis, you know, FAU might not get it yet because everyone knows Memphis is their Super Bowl. So if you go in, uh, if you're a South Florida, you're a Charlotte, you're a East, East Carolina, Memphis come to town, you sell that zone out. That might be the only one that in FAU now. You're going to sell it out because if you beat Memphis, that makes your seat. You know, um, beginning of the year, we were talking about how, like, I mean, you know, first few games, I mean, we got guards, we got forwards out the wazoo. Our biggest glaring weakness because Jordan Brown ain't who we thought he was. Um, not, right. I mean, is he still technically with the team? Technically, he's still with the team. But he ain't with the team. But he ain't with the team, if you know what I mean. But, you know, it's, it's becoming to him because whatever whatever reason he is, he chose not to play, it's not because of playing time, it's not because of Penny, because of some outside forces. He needs to say, look, this is my last chance, and I got a chance to go to the Final Four. And if I put my mind to it and work work well, I can be a, a integral part of a team making Monday Night Lights, you know, back to Arizona. Yep. Because – if you make it to that 
the longer you play, the more scouts get to see you play. You might not play here in the U.S., but you may get an opportunity to play overseas. So you're only hurting yourself by not playing. I totally agree. I totally agree. But now, um, even with Jordan Brown, who's not playing, Terry, um, you bring in Naquan Tomlin. Malcolm Dandridge is playing better than he's ever played as, as a Memphis Tiger. Uh, yeah. Right now, it looks like, believe it or not, that center position might be somewhat of a strength. Yes. Now it is, it, 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 which is crazy, you know, because after the last game, after the, the, the Bandit game, I asked Malcolm, you know, what's the best part of it. He said he's happy and he's having fun. If you got a person on your team that's happy to be there and having fun, you're going to do well. You're going to do everything it takes. I've never ne- – I love Malcolm. I've seen Malcolm play through high school, through his junior sophomore yep. year. I've never seen Malcolm guarding on the perimeter like that and not fouling. Mm-hmm. He has he has made a conscious effort to be a part of the defense, not just under the rim, but for, for 90 feet. And you cannot, you cannot take that for granted. No, you cannot. Um, you cannot take that for granted. And I'm, I love what Malcolm's doing. Also, I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm extremely proud. I would be, is extremely. Uh, I've been very critical of Malcolm with his time here at Memphis, but right now what he's doing is just huge. And he and again, it's not about him scoring. It's about him going out there and playing defense and grabbing boards and not getting in foul trouble. He's doing that. Now you added Naquan Tomlin. Uh, what do you think the, the, what, what could this kid be? I mean, I know, um, he's not a three point shooter, but he did come in first shot right off the bench and stroke that junt, went and grabbed some boards. He's long. He's athletic. He can run the court. The thing that I love most about him is watching him run down the court. We haven't had a center run the court like that since Jalen Duran. Exactly. This is the two things that go great with Tomlin. He's a rim protector and he's a rim runner. And he's going he's gonna to rebound the ball, so he's going to that, that game. We won't we won't be out rebounded. I'll fit fifteen off his rebounders again in, in, a, in a game this year, as long as he's in there and he's not in foul trouble. And he's a rim runner because he he sprints like a greyhound because he want to finish at the rim and he want to be one of, on the receiving end of the alley oop. If you got a rim runner, rim protector, he's going to get his points. He's going to be more like a garbage man. He's going to hit that mid range shot. And he's going to put that put back in, and he can actually post up on the block. And set his shot and shoot his shot. Yeah, um, man, I'm just I just can't believe it. Naquan Tomlin doing his thing. Uh, Malcolm Dandridge doing his. And again, it, like you look at the guard play, there's guards galore. There's forwards out the frame. Everybody like loves those pieces, and nobody I think is as beloved as David Jones is right now. Is he an NBA player? He's six six. He plays bully ball. He he is he is stronger than these college kids. He's mentally. Uh, just he's just that dog. He goes out there and says, "I'm gonna get this done. You aren't gonna stop me." Will his game translate? You know who, who games he reminds me of? Uh, Anthony Edwards up in uh, Minnesota. He's a slasher Whoa. with a shot. You know, because because he can shoot the ball. Yep. He's proven he can shoot the ball, and he's a slasher. His only problem is he just needs to slow down and not make the dumb play. Because the dumb play, you know, you can get away with it in college, but it's, it's exemplified in college. Because he tries to do too much sometimes when he, you know, but he just don't think it because he's just so reactionary. But he, if he can just slow down just a millisecond and not make the bad pass to create the turnover or the bad dribble or, you know, just just the bad turnover. That's his only problem I have with him. Other than that, he's a Nate Smith All-American. Dude, can he continue to shoot the three pointer? I mean, this right now he's hitting at a forty two percent clip on the season. 
Um, this is hey, don't jinx it, don't jinx it. Oh gosh, you shouldn't say anything. I was gonna say this is okay. Just keep shooting it, baby. I'm gonna be quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let let him do what he do, and let him keep flashing and hitting his free throws. You know, because when he, I ask coaches this every time at the game. You know, you try to stop David Jones, but they say the same thing. He gonna do what he do, and let him do what he do. And you know, I don't know how the heck he got away from St. John. I don't either. He's, but we should send him a fruit basket or something because. <laughs> <laughs> send him a bottle. Send them a bottle of Tito's, man. I got that. I'll take hey, hey, care of that. Send him something. Send, send the coach something. So look, thank you for David Jones because without him, they would not have the ceiling that they have now. Because before the ceiling, before the season started, you know, I figured this team could be a, a second weekend team. Now, if they keep everything going, they could be a third weekend team. Did you think that Javon Quinterly was going to be this good? I mean, what was he a six player, a six man of the year? No, I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be. A nice little point guard that's mm-hmm. running off. I didn't think he's going to be a scorer. He's having his best year on the penny. Dude, he you controls know? the he he controls the he pace. Controls he plays so damn smart, and his handles are ridiculous. Yes, and, and I don't know how Nate Oates let this dude go. You know, he had a little free choice words for him last year, and okay, Nate's okay. I can do better without you than I can with you. So he left, Man, and I know I'm... Nate saying, "Damn, I, I, I didn't know he." Had, I don't. He he didn't even do this down in Alabama. No, he did not. No, he did not. He's playing out of his mind. Everything right now. Hey, don't think about both of them are happy to be here. It's crazy how much they love this team in this city. It's crazy, man. Well, this city gives them love, and you got Penny in there. You know, pushing all the right buttons, and and again, them on the court together. The chemistry is only going to get better. Everybody, everything right now is uh, is going. The, you know, the Tigers' way. Now, the Grizzlies, who won six games in their first 25 games, have now yeah. won four freaking straight now that Jaws back. 12 ain't playing. Western Conference Player of the Week. My man's already had a game-winning shot first game back. He's destroying things, and he also helped rip the heart out of uh, Pelicans fans now twice in a twice. week. Twice. twice. I mean, twice. what is up, dude? Like, talk, talk to me about this Grizz team. You know what, man? You know I love John, and I know he's a difference maker. But they said one man can't can't stop a show, but one man can make it go, and John's making it go because he's making everybody better. You know, he, you know, you know, everybody want to say, you know, Marcus Smart should have went to the bench. John comes out there, and now Marcus Smart is playing the defense the way he's supposed to be playing. Huge! Like, I, I thought he played was, a big game last night. He came up with exactly. a huge steal. Zaire was on his way out the door. Ja comes in, he looked like a freaking all star. Yeah, know? well, hold on, hold on, pump the brakes. He he does look a little bit better, but every time he's still no, out I'm of just the court, saying, I looks, scream he's, at he's him. Playing. He's not on, he's not on the bench. He's not on the end of the bench playing, but he's playing, yeah. playing double digits, uh, finishing at the rim, getting alley oops. You know, and even Jaron and you know Jaron and Dez, they took a step back, but yet they took a step forward because you know uh, Dez ain't got to score forty now, but he can go out there and score thirty. And you know, and they out there doing their thing. Hell, Bismack Biombo and and Xavier Tillman look better, even with John. Yes! Yeah, Bismack even looked better. You know, because at first, you know, Bismack, you know, before the last three games before Ja, he was he was barely hitting five six points. Now he's hitting eight points because Ja opens it up for everybody. When Ja eats, everybody eats because everyone knows you cannot guard Ja one on one. So when you double him, what that means? Somebody's wide open. If you got a wide open guy in the NBA, what they gonna do? Knock it down or do what they do, get that rebound. And you know another thing. before Ja came back, Memphis was one of the worst teams in painting the points. He's back. 
and they the number one team for paints and points. And he a point guard. Dude, by the way, I, I told this stat. I saw it earlier. It almost made me fall over. Um, Jaws, his his numbers right now, like what he's scoring inside the paint. Uh, yes. This came up. You won't even believe this. Since um, since do 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 do, I found it real quick. Is right. Ah, uh, here it is. Here it is. Okay, so in the last twenty five years, all right, n- only two players, and now there's three have averaged twenty points in the paint and shot over fifty percent inside the paint. Guess who they were? Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal. O'Neal. Yep. <laughs> you, one more guess. And now we got one more. No, now they're, he's the third. Who do you think the other time other person is? Uh, Michael You're, Jordan? Giannis. Really? Yep. Oh, Giannis, okay. Shaq, okay. Giannis, and Ja. Oh, Michael outside that, that, that 25 year. That 25 year, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's that hey. Yeah, man, yeah. it's 2023. This ain't the 90s Bulls, brah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't tell the, the Bulls fans in Memphis that. <laughs> that's true, that's true, that's true. <laughs> oh, man. I also got to ask you about somebody who I never thought I was going to be a fan of or never expected him to actually be on the court and playing minutes for the Grizzlies. That's Vince Williams Jr. Like, mm-hmm. whoa, what, what, what? I mean, this guy's now got a role on this team, doesn't he? Right, because he found his role because he knew that Memphis didn't need offense. Memphis needed defense. Yep. So he went and said, okay, let me use that right there. You know, I can be. I can be a Draymond Green without scoring if I can go to knock down this other person. And, you know, I'm not saying he's the greatest defensive player up there, but he's he putting in that effort. Down. He put in that effort. You know, he hit some shots, but he, you know, it, what you just in some of these games, you just got to frustrate a player. If you can frustrate the player enough and get them off their game, and they come off the game four or five points, that four or five points might be enough for you to win. Man, Grizzlies' next game's tough, man. They play Thursday. They're in uh, Denver, of course. They're playing the Nuggets. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, is that a, is that you know going to be the end of the joy ride? And then we'll get back to that. Uh, be another joy ride. You know, I, I would love to see them win out there, but you know, I expect them to lose. So, that'll be their fourth straight home game. I mean, a road game. Uh, yeah, and then they finish it, finish up the next day in L.A. They might be L.A. out there because they match up better with L.A. than Giannis. It's just going up. It's just going up to that, you know, going up to the attitude, especially. At least they planted the attitude the first game of the back to back. Man, and also that's the return to the scene of the crime with Ja went to the shake jump. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Do me a favor, Ja. <laughs> Don't go to that that strip club. And by the way, that's probably I think if I was a person of um like in the Denver area, I would boycott that strip club for one reason. <laughs> don't be putting your customers like when you go exactly. to the shake junk, you don't put your customers business out there. Like you might yeah, might like it is. Man, come shake, on now. Shake junk etiquette, man. We got some shake junk etiquette. Damn. Let's get back <laughs> to doing what's right, people. Now, I've got yeah. to ask you, because you got such a busy week, man. What are you doing? What, what, what you got coming down the pipe this week? Uh, Liberty Bowl Friday. Oh, yeah. Tiger Saturday. Oh, yeah. Sunday. Man, that sounds like one a hell of a weekend, brother. Hey, I got one thing before I let you go. Dustin Starr, never say I had to do something for your wife because she would kill you because you, you wanted to do it. That's you didn't right. have to Ooh. do it. That's good. That that's good advice. I need to start taking some advice, by the way, on on the whole women's situation. Did you hear what I did? No, I did. What did Man, Chas gave me. I think she drugged me, and I ended up getting engaged. <laughs> oh, you meant to do it. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I was about to say, Terry, don't listen to I him. Did, I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I just like the oh, I know, I know. Hey, Terry, tell everybody where they can find your work. Uh, Tri State Defender, TSC Memphis, and Terry D five fifteen on X.
formerly known as Twitter. It's that easy, man. <laughs> Be blessed, my man, and have a happy new year. We'll do it again soon. Be good, my brother. A happy new year to you guys. Thank you. That's Terry Davis. He is the best. We got to take a quick time out. On the other side, we got some Hardwood stories. We got Wander Franco missing in the Dominican Republic. We've got Aaron Rodgers being a baby. Oh, we're going to have some fun. Sports 56 98 5FM. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. But you got to be willing to take the hit and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to Little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio hanging out with Brian Dacus. It's a beautiful Wednesday in the Mid-South and life is just great. I'm feeling great. And you know, we got tons of football action. You know, we got a little Thursday night football tomorrow. Do you know that? That's right. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it. Uh, Jets Browns, John. Good dead gum job, man. I am so proud of you. I peeked over at the whiteboard. Oh, did you? Did you peek? Well, at least you're honest. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, man, we got the Jets at the Browns. Um, Shoot, since we got the Jets, I can talk about Aaron Rodgers being an idiot. But uh, this Browns team's been paying really good. But if you love football, I mean, we also got football on Saturday. We got football on Sunday. NFL action. You should go down to Ferraro's. Ferraro's is at 111 Jackson Avenue in the old Pinch District. Like if you live in Mud Island, downtown, Midtown, it is not far from you at all. And their pizza is so damn good. You know, I lived downtown for like almost 20 years. I was at Ferraro's once a week. When I got pizza, I always called and ordered it from Ferraro's. Heck, if you need the number 901... 522-2033. Another reason, like, you know, good pizza is good pizza. I love good pizza. But Ferraro's has the best prices for beer in the whole city. Like, if you're downtown and you go drinking, it kind of gets a little expensive. You know what I'm saying? Trust me on this one. You go to Ferraro's, again, 111 Jackson Avenue. Not only do they have the best pizza around, they have $2 beers, $9 buckets. You heard me right. And that mouth-watering pizza. Not only do they have all these wonderful things, they got the Sunday ticket. A bunch of big TVs. So guess what? You can put it on any game you want. Don't miss any of the action. Watch all the football. Eat the best food and drink the coldest beer around for only $2 a beer or $9 a bucket. You can't beat it. It's Ferraro's Pizzeria. Man, make it your next uh, your game day destination. Let's go to Hardenwood. This is Access Hardenwood. Oh, Nelly, did you hear about Wander Franco? Yeah, what a guy. Um, so this is a young man. I would just like to let to remind you, at 20 years old, came up when he was 19, number one, and was playing some shortstop in the Tampa Bay Rays organization. At 20 years old. This guy was so good that the Rays, who don't spend money, people, gave him a $182 million contract. Mm-hmm. Yes, $182 million. And then it comes to find out, dude's a pedo. Yeah, I remember seeing him when, when he came with the Durham Bulls to 
AutoZone Park to play the uh, Redbirds. I mean, that was appointment viewing, I guess, because you can't watch it on TV. But, man, I was down there every single night. That was when I was covering the Redbirds. And, man, whoo, you could just tell he was going to be a great player. What you couldn't tell watching him in the minors or the the pros is that he liked minors. Yes. You know? He no, liked the minors more than no. he liked the majors. Um, yes, and he's – like right now the uh, prosecutors in uh, Santo Domingo – they have uh, executed two raids, one on his house and one on a place they thought he was. They haven't found him. He's got warrants out, and everybody's searching for Wando Franco. Man, what was it? Where's Waldo? Now it's where's Wanda Franco. And think about that. This guy who's – and this is the – and again, I'm just – now this is going to baseball. I'm not trying to make any light of anything, but the Tampa Bay Rays – They've only paid him eight million of that one hundred eighty-two million dollars. There has got to be a way that they void this contract, right? Uh, gotta be. I mean, if he gets arrested and charged with pedophilia, I'm sure there's going to be a clause, and they're going to get out this contract. That's not the important thing, but it is just the fact that, like, this is just like a crazy story, like something you just don't expect to hear. And now this dude is on the lam, and I'm wondering. He still had, like I said, they've paid him $8 million. Is $8 million enough for this guy to get away and never be found again? Maybe. Man, I think they're going to find him. I bet. Well, I mean, how how far can you? I mean, you're you're a, you're a baseball player. I mean, it's not like you are some sort of like... I mean, we hear these stories of, like, drug lords and stuff and being able to, like, hide and get away from, like, El Chapo, have, like, underground tunnels and stuff like that. Like, Wanda Franco does not have the resources to be running from the cop. Do you remember John McAfee, the guy who came up with, like, the McAfee virus where? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went on the run, and he had multiple, multiple, multiple millions of dollars, and he got caught. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you've got to be, like, you have to have... Enough resources to be able to eight stay million away from ain't the cops. Do it. And I don't think Wanda Frey. And, and it, like you just said with with McAfee, I mean, a lot of times it's not even money. It's just like you got to know people. You got to have like. I mean, I just don't think Wander has all that. I don't either, he's man. A baseball player. I mean, he's only I mean, twenty. I mean, what is he? Twenty one now? That's right. Yeah, he's a kid. He's a. I mean, he's twenty one years old. But man, he's got an issue dating high school kids. <laughs> sick, sick dude. But yeah, uh, amen. Uh, Wander Franco. Um, man, I think he. We think. Thinking stay on the land for another week? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think we maybe. find him before the new year's over. I think the police find think him before so. the new year's wow, over. Wow. So before, so before next Monday, you think he's mm-hmm. he's in custody? I think he's gonna get busted. That's you crazy. ain't bringing in the new year, homie. I mean, except for in shackles. Here's the thing. I mean, it seemed like when all of this was happening, and obviously they had pretty good evidence to you know get him off the team and and keep him away from the from the ballpark. But it was all kind of like. You know, speculation, and we didn't really know what was what. But now, I mean, the fact that they raided two houses to try to find him, um, it seems like they have some really, really good evidence against him. Uh, obviously, yeah, they're very, very serious. Um, and now this is something very serious for Tennessee fans. Uh, their true freshman quarterback, Nico. Um, how do you say his last name? Was it Lama Lavia? Lama Lavia? I just call him Nico. I'm going to have to ask a Tennessee fan how to say his name because I haven't heard it yet. Nico, or I'll just I'll listen Nico. to it. I'll listen to it uh, during the Citrus Bowl. Mm, I mean, because he is going try. to now be starting. They, I have so that I love doing that where I go and like listen, like try to listen Lama to Lavella. to pronunciations, and especially with this guy. There was another guy. I don't remember who it was, but there was another quarterback or something um, that I was watching. I was like, I need to know how to pronounce his name, and I watched like. 
went back and watched like three games that he played in, and ev- all three games there's three different pronunciations. Nobody <laughs> knows how to say his name, <laughs> but I don't remember. It wasn't him. It was some other guy that had a weird, a weird last name. Oh, you know I'll mess it up. But yeah, uh, it's Nico time in uh, Knoxville. Citrus Bowl is going to be the real deal. Uh, his first defense that this young kid's going to play against is a pretty damn good one. Uh huh. Elite, you could say. Now the good thing is uh, Tennessee, though their offense for Iowa is absolutely bad. terrible. It's real bad. Really, really bleeping bad. I heard you had a story today, John. I have a couple of stories. Ooh. If I can find the second story, I forgot what the side. Oh yeah, I do know the second story now. Um, John, I saw this story uh, just a couple of minutes ago, and I had to go find it because it was. I saw it on the Washington Post, but I don't have a Washington Post subscription, and everything's behind a paywall at the Washington Post. So I had to go find it. A Florida teen. Um, was accused of fatally shooting his sister during an argument over Christmas gifts. What? This was down in Florida. So I was reading the story on NBC News, and basically this involves a 23-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 15-year-old. So basically this family was at a store down in Florida shopping for Christmas, getting Christmas presents, and an argument started between the 14-year-old and the 15-year-old about who was going to get more uh, Christmas presents. They got home. And the 14-year-old comes out into the living room with a 40 caliber semi-automatic handgun, pointing it at his brother, saying, I'm going to shoot you in the head. His uncle, and then challenging him, fight me, fight me. His uncle steps in and is like, we gotta, you know, like we're taking you outside. Like, it's Christmas. You got to chill out. I don't know what this is. You got to chill out. While he's outside, he shoots his 23-year-old sister um, in the chest, and she was holding her infant son, and it. she was rushed to the hospital. She unfortunately passed away um, to those injuries. The baby is fine. Amen. After that happened, right. the 15-year-old came out with his handgun and said, you shot my sister and shot him in the stomach. And then ran and fled to another family member's house. What are all these kids doing with Why guns? Why do they have guns? Great question, John. So they obviously the fourteen-year-old had been just been shot in the belly, and so they take him to the hospital. He's being charged with uh, m- uh, murder, murder. Um, uh, uh, being so young with a gun, and then um, endangerment to a child. And supposedly, um, the fifteen-year-old they found him. He was on the run, and, and unfortunately, he uh, threatened self-harm. And uh, they took him to a mental institute. But, I mean, oh, my gosh. I, I do not you think this. Christmas presents could rise to that. I mean, bro, like. It's crazy. That might be the craziest Christmas story I think I've ever heard in my life. Also, John, another story uh, that I saw over the weekend. I meant to bring this up yesterday. You know what their favorite movie at Christmas was? I bet a million dollars that whole family. They, they the watched Christmas Die story. Hard. Uh, I yep. thought you were gonna say Christmas story because he wants the BB gun and no, not die hard. Yippee Kaye. Um, an- another story I had, John. Um, a freshman Mississippi State freshman basketball player, Jeremy Fears. Did you see this story over nope, the weekend? Nope, sure did not. He was also shot. Um, in at his what? home. Um, at uh, it, it, he I guess was on break at Michigan State. Um, and he was uh, discharged, I believe, earlier today or yesterday. From um, the hospital, he was shot. Um, uh, a statement from local police um, that did not identify fears by name said that 18-year-old man and a 19-year-old woman um, were at a uh, Joliet, Illinois home with friends when a male gunman entered the residence and began to shoot. 
per the report, an investigation is active, but a suspect has not been identified. So, um, unfortunately for Fears, a freshman at Michigan State, a really good player coming out of high school. I mean, who knows when he's um, back on the court after being shot a couple times. Damn, bro. But Do good thing he's out of the hospital. Quit shooting each other. Especially around Christmas. I mean, it's Man, supposed to be a time on. of joy. And you're going to shoot something, shoot Tito's. Chill it. That's right. Drink it straight. Drink it neat. If you're going to shoot anything, make sure it's liquor. Did I tell you about the... Um, Jaeger bombs yesterday being worse than yeah, cocaine. Yeah, worse than cocaine. How crazy is that? My buddy, um, he loves Jaeger bombs. Well, he tell used to him, come over to my might house. Might as well and start doing Yayo, son, because it's not good for your heart. Whew. Really bad for you. Yeah, um, tell him not to do that. And he has a, a young child. He does not need to be. Yeah, don't be doing that, help. son. Don't be doing that, son. By the way, can you do me a favor? Tell Taylor Swift this quit being so hookerish. Sean, can I tell you something? I have never liked Taylor Swift in my life. None of her either. songs have really jumped out to me. She has a Christmas song. Did not know she had a Christmas song. I was driving home listening to Christmas music. And it was good? Maybe Christmas Eve. It was stuck in my head all weekend. It was. It's called... Uh, oh now you're a Swifty? Like, uh, it was called like the Christmas Tree Farm or something like that. It was stuck in my head all week. I was singing it in my head all weekend long. And maybe, I don't know what it is about her music, but maybe that's the part of it is you just get hooked on her songs and they're stuck in your head. Uh-oh. And maybe that's why she's so popular. I don't know. But it was the first time it ever happened to me. It blew me away. Well, she's stuck in Travis Kelsey's head. But the one thing I <laughs> said about her like not being like so hooker So much that he can't catch football anymore. Yeah, he can't catch football. He's not playing very well. You know, Kansas City Chiefs lose yet again. But, bro, did you see the hickeys all over him? Over him? No. Yeah, he's got hickeys on his neck, all over his neck. Like, I didn't know that she was sucking on his neck like that. She brought a Santa to the game on Monday. Did you see that? No, I didn't see the Santa. She, so, when they, 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 Kansas City scored at some point, and they went up to her booth, of course. Also, I don't know if you watched it, that game was on Nick. Uh, that was their Nick Miss game on Nickelodeon. Oh, the, he does. I just pulled it up. I found it. No, Taylor no, no. Swift. That's not, that's not him in the Santa suit. Oh, who is the Santa? I don't know. But at first, people were saying that was Travis Kelsey in the Santa suit. It was not because they panned up to her in her little uh, suite or whatever. Yeah. And Santa's standing right next to her, and they start ringing bells when the when the Chiefs scored. And so uh, Travis Kelsey came in later. He was wearing like a, a, a really nice Christmas sweater. He looked really good in it. Um uh, really handsome man in that Christmas sweater. But, um, no, I, I miss the hickeys. Yeah, he's got some hickeys. He's got some hickeys. The thing wow. is about this is they actually better be from Taylor Swift, bro. Like, Yeah, because he was wearing that, uh, that. By the way, I think that, like, I know a girl back in the day, like, just a little side story. I knew this girl, and she gave dude a hickey because he, knew, like, she knew his girlfriend would see it and he was going to get broke up with. Because oh. that's just called going low. That's a low blow right that there. Is. Don't be doing that. Don't be leaving your mark. Wow, that's crazy. On a taken man. Keep that on the DL, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got to. Man, remember what happened with us? Uh, sni- uh, sti- uh, snitches get stitches, bro. That's right. And that's a, that's a form of stitching. But, uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey, Hictified from Taylor Swift. We're going to take a quick timeout. We have to bet. We have games starting at 1 o'clock. We yeah, have we do, four John. bowl games today. We got a little NBA action. Have you been paying attention outside of the Memphis Tigers to any college basketball? <laughs> John, have I? Good Lord. <laughs> Man, I figured you have. Uh, do you have a college play for the day? John, we only have two games tonight. Oh! And I don't think any of them are ones you want to watch. We have Morgan State versus Virginia and Chicago State Cal Baptist. I will tell people if you want to watch a basketball game, watch that second one on ESPN Plus later tonight. Wow, that is a rough Might little slate. That is a rough slate. But we got bowl games, NBA action, or betting on the other side. Don't you dare touch the dial. Sports 56, 98, 5 FM. 
Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. I just want to saying, when things get too heavy, just call me helium. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to Little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy, Johnny Radio. We're about to break down a few games here because we got to place a few bets. That's right. We got to place a few bets. Why? Because that's what we like to do. And we got bowl games starting in seven minutes. So get your little app out because we need to bet. And I'm betting on the very first game of the day. West Virginia is a 10 and a half point favorite over Tulane. Tulane doesn't have their quarterback or half their damn roster. They don't want to play in this game. They thought they were going to play in a big bank game. Virginia Tech, they might be 6-6 six and six on the season, but did you know they have a top 25 defense in terms of total yards allowed? Mm. They're ninth overall against passing yards allowed. This is a nasty defense. Tulane ain't going to have no offense. I'm laying the 10 and a half, and I'm rocking with the Hokies. All right, I like it, John. What you thinking about, man? You got you got anything that you love over there? I don't know. You wanted a, a college basketball player for me. I don't love this play, but if anybody wants to stay up till nine o'clock, Chicago State, Cal Baptist, maybe play the over in that one. I see it at one thirty and a half right now. I think that one could go over. That is uh, that sounds absolutely perfect. Get a little ba- basketball action. Don't forget four great football games. They start here in just minutes. First game is Tulane, Virginia Tech. We're rocking with the Hokies. That is our time for Dacus. I'm John Harden. Get out there. Make the world a better place. We'll see you on the flip side. Peace. Have a good day.